Christmas would carry me away. But while talking to squeaking and the shell get a word in edgeways, recalled over a bottle of rum on a darker Southampton bay. Welcome to Due South by Southeast, the show that gives Due South its dues one episode at a time, and the show which this week recorded full five minutes without realizing it wasn't recording. So we're doing all this again. Uh, so the rum's out, the fun's out, and obviously we've had too much because we can't tell if we're recording or not. But anyway, I am Detective Squee. Joining me, uh, well, I was going to say, as always, is Dottie Baker. Unfortunately, she can make it this week. She's with her mummy. So stepping in for her is producer Porthos, which you may not have heard him mention before on the show, but he's a rather doggy who might not be real. He might be a stuffed toy doggy, which we won't go into the backstory of him. But let's just say when before we had Dottie, the kids wanted a dog. And I said, oh, cool. Here's Porthos. And uh, we got a stuffed toy to, to go in with that. So say hello, Porthos. Helio, I like cheese and popping. <laughs> Thank you. That's Porthos. Uh, and yes, he sounds a bit like me. It's because we spend so much time together. Anyway, uh, and also joining me is a woman who was undercover last week. That's why she wasn't at the show. And when I say undercover, it was... She put on a Mountie hat, and she's so small, she was under the cover of the hat. Please welcome Mountie Michelle. Yes, I've done that joke before we recorded. <laughs> oh, why was it funnier the first time you said it? It wasn't that oh, funny, really. I mean, well, it's just really a short joke. Yeah. Anyway, I think last time when we weren't recording, I said, yeah, I was under a Mountie hat because I was trying to sneak onto Benny's head. And then I said, which head? Oh, 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 oh. Any head. I think, no, I didn't say any head, but I'd go for any head. I believe you said, and uh, now I've got images of oh, him yeah, with yeah. his married hat somewhere else. And there was much oh, hilarity oh. which ensued. So, uh, moving forward, <laughs> it's pretty much verbatim what we said before. Yeah, I know, but this is, you know... It's like Taskmaster. There's a challenge on Taskmaster for anyone who watched it, where they had to, like, you got five minutes to do some random things... Like and you, there's oh, certain yeah. objects you've got to include or whatever. I saw that one. And then, uh, when the whistle goes, you've got to look at the second envelope, which has further instructions. They do all this random stuff, and then they open up the envelope and it says, "Recreate exactly what you did for the last five minutes." And of course, they've got to try and remember exactly what they did, and some do it better than others. That's exactly yeah. what this is like. So they're telling you, if you've been listening when we weren't recording, it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, we won't be that funny again, obviously, but take a word for it. We were good. So, Michelle, what rum we're drinking? What rum we're drinking? Um, Matt Lees, if you could make that into a sting, that would be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, did, did I tell you that, that we met up with Matt Lees while we are in Wales? No, you haven't told me about Wales yet. Oh, uh, listen to the last week's episode. We talk about it. Okay, I'll listen but, to that. But Matt I won't Lee... talk to you. I'll, I'll listen to the episode. Or I could talk to you off mic, but I don't <laughs> want Rick and the same stuff. But we went to Tim Hortons, which is a Canadian donut place. Sweet. 
Uh, but yeah, we met up with Matt Lees. I'm holding a rum up to my face. Yeah, what's the rum? I think I should tell you what it is. What is it? Coco Canoe. Coco Canoe, the Jamaican rum with coconut flavours. Mon. That's the one. <laughs> it's not racist if it's exactly accurate to how they speak, which I think I find that oh, was. I think I would need to go to Jamaica to compare it. Maybe I should do that. Well, none of them can do the accent very well. <laughs> That's why I found it. Oh, it's their fault, there. is it? It's their yeah, fault. It's in Canada and Jamaica, so. <laughs> so Canada. Jamaica. We need to go to Jamaica, Mom. Again, just Make so sure accurate. The ac- <laughs> Did you think you so were so good. Anyway, it's a white rum with coconut. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste like a white rum at all. Like, I mean, I, I'm okay with white rums, but uh, this, it's a bit more full-bodied, mm. especially with coconut flavours. It's nice, we like this one. And where we're both pretty much vegan now, like you are totally, I'm mostly vegan. Uh, coconut is a one they use to replace oil quite often yeah. and loads of other flavours. So I'm really good with the kind of coconutty flavour. It's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good, man. Oh, one series three of that coming out. Or is it series four? It's got to be series four now, isn't it? Yeah, we better called Soul for anyone who, yeah, who doesn't amazing. watch it. Oh, yeah. Are we digressing? A little bit. A little bit. So, there can only be one thing which can get us back on track. Now, Michelle, I mean... We might have to add an extra hour on the show to fit in all the mini mounties I know you will have accrued while you've been waiting to record an episode. Well, you know what I'm like with my mini mounties. But I've got two for you today. Oh, hey! oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was around my in laws today. And by the way, as always, thank you to Johnny White Trash and Matt Leeds for that sting and the, the vocals on it. Yeah, awesome. Turning over my page because we've got so many now. We're on page two of our mini mounties. And it's actually it's quite exciting to have two because that will take us up to fifty. <gasps> Halfway there. Whoa! Living out a prayer. Living out a prayer. Should have stopped. Should have stopped. Which I found on the uh, jukebox next door in the pub. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm, not, I'm writing fifty already. I'm writing forty-nine. Well, write 50 then 49 just to confuse everyone. (laughs) Number 49 is Barbara Sewell. Oh, that sounds like a familiar name. Michelle Sewell. Yep. Number 50. Are you going to tell the listeners who these people are? Barbara Sewell, mother-in-law. Yeah, to you. To me. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's, just mine. To me, to you. To me, to you. Um, Number 50 George Sewell. So, a father. Gary, yes. your husband's father. Yes, so on Father's per- Day. Oh. Perfect for the Father's Day thing. By the way, when I say Father's Day, I don't know when I'm going to put this up. Did I put, by the way, did we set up that this was coming out on Father's Day on the re record? If we didn't, this episode will be coming out either the weekend of Father's Day or just afterwards. But this is our Father's Day special episode. Yeah. The episode even gets into Father's Day. Awesome. Mad love to all those fathers out there. So, um, do you want my mini mountains? Ooh, yeah. Well, I've got one, and there's two from Johnny White Trash. Oh, well done, Johnny. The uh, I like to think of him as the creepy uncle of this podcast. <laughs> Johnny, we love you. 
We love you. So uh, I'll do Johnny's first. First of all, there's Carlos the cat. Carlos the cat. That's a great name for a cat. Yeah, uh, apparently when he goes on Snapchat with his friend, Carlos is always there and always kind of like says hi to him. And uh, as always, we always tell people if you're going to nominate someone for a mini Mountie Club, you have to have got their permission. So I can only imagine he Snapchatted to get permission from the cat. Yeah. But that's between him and, and his, his feline friend. Yes. We always get permission. So anyway, there's always also uh, Pickles the cat, which is Johnny White Trash's cat. So I guess it's Pickles White Trash the cat. Yeah, Pickles White Trash. The cat. The cat. <laughs> yeah. And then, actually, I think I've got two, actually. Wow, okay. Bring it on. Continuing the feline theme, there is a uh, cat which likes to visit our neighbourhood. He, he, he likes to make himself known. likes to make himself at home at all the houses, as far as I can work out. It's Tiz the cat. Tiz the cat. Our neighbourhood cat. For Adelaide Road. Is the cat neighborhood cat? Yeah, Adelaide Road. So yeah, he comes in, visits. Uh, we give him a bit of uh, non-milk milk. So like, apparently they can't they can't take almond milk. No. Nope. But soy milk, which I think uh, Joy sometimes puts down for him. I think that's right. Joy, my housemate, also mini Mountie. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I I. I like the almond milk and there's a few other milks I like. Coconut milk's okay, but it can be a bit much. But I can't do soy, so it's still vile. I tried a bit the other day thinking, oh, maybe my taste buds have changed. No, it's still vile. Still just tastes like soy, which doesn't belong in coffee. I still quite like it, but uh, my all-time favourite is hazelnut milk and coffee. So nice. I'm, I'm oh, waving sorry. my bit of paper. Carry on, carry on. It's one more mini Mountie. And uh, this one's for you, Dad. Roger Shaw. Oh. It's it's a posthumous mini Mountie from my deceased dad. So it's Roger Shaw, uh, Mayor of Romsey, <laughs> 88 89. Mm. Chemist. Hold on, 88 89. Yeah. Ooh, yep. Chemist, father, husband. <laughs> Just about fit all of that in. Done. I don't want to say lover, but I've got two brothers. That's what I'm saying. It's for you, Dad. <laughs> Apart from the blue material, which I don't think you'd approve of, but there we go. Miss you, Dad. Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Moving on now. Um, so we've had the mini Mounties. We've had the rum we're drinking. Michelle, what's, how's your week been? Or your few weeks since we last spoke? Oh, they've been pretty crap. <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Let's just cheer up rubbish, the listeners. Rubbish, rubbish, So bad. I got so peed off of my job that I applied for another one. Yeah. That's pretty much how my last couple of weeks have been. But we were, well, I am going to speak on behalf of the nation. We're very thankful that you applied for another NHS job yeah, because yeah. none of them are easy. No. I love the NHS. I wouldn't want to leave it. But you know, when you're thinking, there's got to be a better way. So I'm still trying to stay in the NHS, but in, in a different part. Yeah, the NHS aren't making that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay. Um, I mean, since you ask about my week, thank you, Michelle. That was very nice of you, very caring. 
What about you, isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, my week's been <laughs> pretty tried. good. Uh, yesterday, actually, mm. I was up in uh, Brighton with uh, with Nicola. Uh, so we had a lovely day up there. So many awesome shops. I got the best pair of sunglasses uh, yesterday, 80s style. There's some of the ones where they're round sunglasses and then you flip up the front and they're glasses underneath. Except for they haven't got proper glasses lenses because I don't use glasses. Yeah, they might have to go on Instagram. They were totally. It's it's totally. Oh, in fact, I can post with the rum. Yeah, with the, glasses. the rum and the glasses. I think that'd that's, be good. That should um, happen. In fact, Michelle, have you got yes. your camera there? So we're gonna of get blowing this up now. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, we also went to this place which I've been talking about being vegan. But what I do on my diet is you have like two weeks where you eat as a vegan, and then you have. You, a minimum of two weeks you can have a sort of day of the day you just eat whatever you want and usually after that I just don't want anything else because it's like it gets a bit heavy eating meat now so photo taken uh, but oh god I really enjoy it while I do it yeah I look I look oddly Jewish <laughs> in these glasses yeah. anyway so <laughs> So anyway, so I uh, uh, had a, we went to this place called Burger and Cocktails. So these these burgers, they do absolutely huge. So you can get the mac and cheese burgers and all these wonderful things. I had the waffler, as did uh, Nicola and her daughter, Danny, who's also Mini Mountie. So it's two waffles caked in sugar with a chicken burger in the middle and cheese. And you get like these dips. So there's a cheese dip. There's a spicy beetroot which was really nice and a dirty burger sauce sweet potato fries rustic fries oh geez we stuffed our faces and then we had these cocktail well we had these cocktails with them which had two types of rum one which is an overproof rum Ooh. totally loaded <laughs> loads of other stuff in there and then they sit it on fire and then you can't see the flame because it's kind of blue flame but then they sprinkle cinnamon on it so you can see the flames wow it was so freaking awesome yeah we had the best time uh and yeah we looked around loads of shops we were gonna have to go down there when we've got more time and we went down the 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 famous lanes which they've got in brighton anyone seen quadrophenia out there oh yeah yeah and they've got one shop yeah and everywhere they've got uh loads of uh queen iconography and david bowie iconography very kind of big and bright because it's got a very if nothing else it's got a huge lgbt community there which is really cool uh, a lot of pride stuff really lovely and uh yeah and there's loads of stuff from tv shows and st- you know all classic tv shows really are oh, just such a wonderful time we want to go there when we got a full day but we were up there to see danny nicola's uh, daughter's um display from her work because she's a, a fashion designer and uh, so she had a display of her stuff it looked really awesome as did all the other students Funny enough, I didn't tell you this. While I was, uh, we were on our way out, I bumped into a friend of mine who uh, I know he makes props for LARP. That's what I know him from doing LARPing, live action role play. And he works doing, uh, works as a props teacher at that um, uni. That's pretty awesome. So completely randomly, yeah. I bumped into him. Um, so yeah, it was great. And by the way, yeah, Michelle, just to give you a little bit of an update, uh, you know how I talked about the ratings last time we spoke? Yeah, well, they're better without me, yeah. Well, no, no, next... Well, I don't know, because that episode, as we record, hasn't gone up yet. So, wait, way to break that fourth wall. 
The last episode we recorded with you, the people I've spoken, up to 290 listeners. And that's not even a good week for us now. I'm just going to look back on the other episodes. Because there was one which I told you about last time, which was up to... I don't even remember what it was up to. I think it's an eye for an eye, wasn't that the one? Yeah, an eye for an eye is up to 411. Again, just insane. Because... And again, I, I'd just like to point out of everyone, this isn't boastful. We're just surprised <laughs> any of you are listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that was it. Hawk and a handsaw. Yeah. Do you want well, to guess what that went up to? Oh, my goodness. More than 400? Yes. Really? <laughs> wow. That... Five? Six? 613 listeners. Guys, what we love you on? so much. Obviously, get a life, but uh, no, don't get a life. Don't, don't. get a life. We're, we're quite happy you with saying? you while you don't. Yeah. No, don't get a life. <laughs> yeah, don't go out. It's only scary out there. And you know what? It's, no, it's just dawned on me. People are listening to us and thinking, my life's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm doing all right. God, those rummies. <laughs> uh, Michelle. Yes. But what I really want is to hear from these fine folk who are listening to yes. it. Michelle, if they were going to, how would they write in? I mean, by the way, I aced doing this last week. Damn, come on. Why don't I ever prepare for this? Say, say them on email us. Email at juiceselfbsc at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't put the at at the beginning, though. Did I say at at the beginning? Did I Email say... us at... Oh, yeah, no, I was only us... kidding. Yeah. You got it right. Do I believe that I said it wrong? How would they either... I mean, and either Twitter or Instagram us, what would they have to do? Uh, Instagram, good old Instagram. Twitter and Instagram, that's a clue. They're the same. They're the same. So I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, see, I, it always kind of throws me a little bit with Twitter because I'm thinking, okay, is it, is it you start with an at or a hashtag? Which do you think? <laughs> You're so mean. I have explained this to you before. I know you Many have. times you I think you get you it eventually. Have. It doesn't sink it's in. It's like trying to teach your parents how to use a VCR <laughs> back in the day or, or Skype plus now, which yeah. Jesus. I'm going to go for at. It's got to be at. At do South by Southeast on Twitter, something like that. You were getting so close oh, there. Was I, was I close? At, it is at. At do South BSE? Yes. Because by Southeast would use up all the characters. Well, actually, they don't include that in the thing now, but they used to, so that's why okay. we've kept it sharp. One day, I'm just going to know it all, you know. I will know it all. And uh, Instagram, what were we missing out? Oh, Facebook. Facebook? Say, say if they want to hit us up on Facebook. What would, they, what would they look up? They just look up the group Do South by Southeast. That's correct! Yes! Come on! I and should get a sticker. Every time I get one right, I should get a sticker. Oh, sweet. <laughs> And if they wanted to find us on the Doctor Who forums. What? Come on. <laughs> we can't be on Doctor Who forums. No, of course we're not. It's not a Doctor Who podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I think sweets would work because when I was in primary school, I once learned how to do the alphabet and sign language for a quality street. And I can still do it to this day. So sweets, I think, help it sink in. So I should give you a sweetie every yeah, time. Yeah, if you gave right. me a sweetie every time, I might know. Am I doing Pavlovian conditioning <laughs> yeah. on you now? Yes, like ring a bell and I was just stop. Yeah, because <laughs> if that doesn't work, then I'm going to have to start hitting you over the nose with the newspaper every time you get it wrong. Just try the sweet and see what happens. See if I get it right. Advice not to be taken if you work anywhere near a <laughs> playground. So, Michelle, anyway, uh, what's this week's episode? 
Dun, dun, dun. The man who knew too little. Sounds like James Bond. Dan. Well, no, it's based on the film The Man Who Knew Too Much. Okay, James Bond. Yeah. No, it's not James Bond. No, isn't it? No. The Man Who Knew Too Much is just an old film. Oh, I thought it was a James Bond thing. No, still no, right. Okay, I mean, okay. it doesn't matter how much you say it, it's not going to be true. <laughs> All right, that's just what I thought. I apologise. You too little. It's James Stewart Doris Day film. Oh, yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in Morocco. It's uh, Hitchcock. Okay. Uh, family vacation in Morocco, vacationing in Morocco, accidentally stumbles into an assassination plot, and the conspirators are determined to prevent them from interfering. Huh. I believe. Do they kidnap their son I think it is but they go a lot into Moroccan culture and uh, there's a bit where they're eating chickens and they've chicken and you've got to do it by hand because the cultural thing but you've got to use the correct hand because in Moroccan culture this is a genuine thing there is an arse wiping hand a hand you use for arse wiping and a hand you use for eating okay you wouldn't want to get those mixed up, so would you? you've got to use the correct hand and peel with it. I think it goes back to... I think they use toilet roll now, but it goes back to the days when... when maybe you didn't yeah. have those things. Okay. Yes, so your bottom wiping hand has to be kept sacred. Understandable. Uh, it is, yeah. And uh, But getting back to this episode, Michelle, I bet you'd want a synopsis to tell you all about what this episode was about. Yeah, and I bet you found one. Well, I had it just here. I wasn't stalling there while I looked it up. A vacation-bound Vecchio reluctantly accompanies Fraser, who is a Fraser, who is escorted, escorting an undercover witness and cooperative. Oh, Michelle, read that. Oh dear, how much have you had? <clears throat> I I wasn't good at reading anyway. <laughs> a vacation-bound Vecchio reluctantly accompanies Fraser, who is escorting an uncooperative witness and compulsive liar, back to Canada to testify. Along the way, they find themselves being hunted by hitmen for the Canadian mob. Now, who knew that Canada had a mob? Well, apparently not Vecchio, as we find <laughs> out. Uh, what I love about I mean, it says it's a vacation-bound Vecchio, so Aww. the backstory of that can be pretty simply explained in a clip, which I'm yeah. going to find any minute now Michelle and don't think that I'm just going to do a run on sentence while I find it because that would be disingenuous to the listeners I've got it at my hand and I'm going to play it just in a minute that was smooth once I finish talking Michelle oh, I mean it's so rude of you to interrupt and I'm not using this chastising as further reason <laughs> to delay you know, playing this clip I'm going to start get a word in edgeways. I'm going to start now Vacation time. No, 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 this is not a vacation. Yeah. This is a plum just waiting to be picked. 
You see, the district sends one detective from each division to go down to Miami to listen to some lecture on uh, advanced weaponry, and I plan to be said detective. So it's assigned on the basis of merit? No, it's assigned on the basis of who can suck up to the lieutenant the most without making it obvious. Cappuccino, sir. What do you think of this shirt? What, that? I think you look pretty silly in it sitting behind your desk while I'm in Florida. Sorry, pal. This little baby here is my ticket to fun in the sun. You know, strange you guys mentioned Florida because my family has a home in the Keys. If you want to use it, let me know. Shut up. What do you got? What do you got? I'll get receipts for my one. I'll send you a postcard. We'll see about that. So you really thought you could uh, get this assignment by sucking up to me, detective? Oh, no, sir. A man of your considerable intelligence would see right through that, sir. You can't. Uh, no, sir. Uh, thanks. No problem, sir. I just happened to be passing the espresso bar on the way to work, sir. So, uh, yeah, classic setup. I love the exposition right up the front. You know, you've got Benny going, <laughs> yeah, uh, he did this, that, and the other, and then he was uh, charged with perjury. <laughs> how great is it how... Oh God, uh, Ben Fraser, um, Paul Gross, kind of, mm. he just makes it sound natural. I know, and I actually really like the fact that it started with Benny and Elaine doing this kind of walking, talking. Because normally it's it's Ray and it's Benny. Well, then you hand over it's, to yeah, Ray and Benny. You do hand and, over to, but it was really nice just to have Elaine there at the beginning. And that again, they're really concise. I think within a minute they set up what the episode's going to be. Yeah. So okay, yes, there is a bit of exposition in there, but it's pretty well handled. Mm. But to so quickly in a pre-credit scene, like a lot of the shows did that, but I don't think as well as Due South. Yeah, and, and it seems yeah. so natural, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a natural conversation, yet here they are setting up this big scene for the show. And yeah, so like when they put vacation in that thing, it's like well, in the uh, plot synopsis from IMDb, it's pretty good, but he's not going on vacation. He's trying to get a free vacation from mm-hmm. work. To Miami. Yeah, and there was a nice bit after that where then um, uh, Who and Dewey, who we had there for a bit, uh, talking about, you're going to look pretty silly in that Hawaiian shirt stuck behind your desk. When they go in with, uh, like, uh, cigars and theatre tickets, and uh, Walsh goes like, oh, it's such a shame, because I have to exclude people who give me expensive gifts. Just in case it looks like there's any impropriety happening, it's like, oh, all well, these cigars are fake. Oh, and yeah, and these are really crappy seats for the theatre. <laughs> yeah, these are just matinee tickets. <laughs> and because they then lose the collar from the uh, uh, Canadian guy, that sets up why Benny yeah. has to go with the with the con artists, yeah. and why they have to yeah. And Ray gets Ray. picked to go to Miami. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. And then Ray's desperately trying to find ways of getting there not only getting there but getting there as quickly as possible so he can attend the lecture and then go and just party up in florida mm. and it doesn't work out no. much mayhem ensues it does and i find it slightly disappointing the only thing that i think was disappointing in this episode was ray's clothes this was an opportunity here that i think they missed really you could have had him in something hawaiian oh. You could have and obviously where he was it, in Chicago it was raining when they leave the city they're in snow but he's so desperate to get out there and, and get the sun I, he could have had a shirt you know a Hawaiian shirt on under his coat or something and he didn't it was pretty pretty sweet overcoat though yeah no. it was massive 
He does, yeah, he does that a few I mean, episodes, he's a skinny guy, and his clothes are like tents on him. But again, that's very 90s, baggy yeah. clothes and big baggy, like, so you know, even when they weren't going brash, yeah. they weren't big with clothes. So I think that nowadays, kind of watching back of it, because I think it's it's much more fashionable now to have things more fitting. So mm. kind of like looking back then, it's like, why are you wearing such a massive coat? It doesn't fit you at all. Now I've lost a few stone. I can actually <laughs> wear a few things with just slightly fitting and not look like I'm fucking sewn into them. Yeah, so I mean, in the massive coats, you know, a bit of fun. But I think they could have they could have made a bit of an effort with his clothes. I think this was an opportunity to put something a bit fun on him. And we know he likes to wear something a bit fun and funky. Oh, yeah, yeah. For us, the rum's out, the fun's out. For him, the Hawaiian shirt's out, <laughs> yeah. the fun's out. Absolutely. And, you know, so I kind of thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a bit of a, a sad episode, a bit down, a bit... You know, he's wearing his boring clothes. But actually, there was a lot of fun and a lot of laughs in this. Oh, yeah. So I think this is the first time I've been a bit disappointed because normally you can kind of read the episode by his clothes. I don't think you could this time. No, although maybe the sombre clothes were foretelling of a sadness to come. Oh. Oh. Which we'll get to. (laughs) Um, But also in that office scene, which you pointed out, a lady in a big hat... Yeah, well, there was this lady in this uh, uh, huge, very 90s-style hat, and it was a, a, a black lady, as we we term it here in the UK. I believe they call them African-Americans in America. We don't, because we're not American. Uh, we And we, we're comfortable with the word black. And I, I've been told by some Americans and Canadians that generally that's okay, but I, I get the feeling they try and go with the term African-American. Mm. But we're allowed to say black, so nuts to you. Anyway, no, 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 not nuts to you. We love you. We love you all. Love you all. So, uh, where was I going with this? You were just talking about a hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, this lady with this hat. <laughs> and it was like, look really cool, look really 90s. It looked kind of 90s black, I think. It's like something I'm not sure white people could pull off, but I think Jamiroquai tried to at some <laughs> point. Yeah, he's got big hats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's mainly a black cultural kind of a bit of attire. Mm. I, I just thought it looked cool. I thought it was worth n- mention, considering Ray was going so somber with his outfit, we needed someone to go big, and mm. that lady brought it. Good on her. And I you, had the yeah, microphone way like too right close to my creaking knee. That's what that unpleasant noise was. Click into the microphone. And I'm not editing it. I'm not editing shit on this anymore. This goes out as you hear it. Oh, dear. <clears throat> Yeah, so, Michelle so clearing her throat there. That stays in. That stayed in. Me coughing in the beginning. And, yeah, anyway. All our, stays our in. old people noises are staying in. Yes. It's part of the podcast. <laughs> if I ever have to stand up, you might hear... I make noises <laughs> as I stand up now. That's the thing. <laughs> are you shitting yourself yet as you stand up? That is yet to come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wet myself a bit, but shitting myself, come on. Come on. Some oops pants on, you're fine. <laughs> Oh god, have you seen those adverts where they try to go? It's like, and they look fashionable now too. They're just in condensed pants with just a couple of flowers on them. And I'm not taking the piss. Anyone who needs to use those, I get it. Like, it's fine. I, you know, both of us. I work as a uh, support worker. You have worked as a support worker. You now work in a hospital. We get it. Some people need those pads. And yeah, if adding a couple of flowers makes someone look feel a little bit better, that's cool. Or you know, gives you something. But don't try and act as if it's a fashion design 
Yeah, all the ladies in the corner going, oh, look at the flowers on my incontinence pads. Yeah, I mean, it clearly is still incontinence. It clearly is just an adult nap. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, we'll all probably end up using them at some point in our lives, unfortunately, when we're older. <laughs> but let's not pretend they're not what they are. Yeah. Anyway, so we haven't started pissing and shitting ourselves yet, listeners. Yay! <laughs> just getting up in the middle of the night to have a pee, in my case. <laughs> yeah, that will happen. Or Johnny was saying that he needs to poop more. Johnny White Trash. That's not a bad thing. No. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, I've got another snap from him. Oh, have you? Well, play that later. Yeah, yeah, play that later. He's always fun. So, basically, we've got Ray, who's going off to Miami. He's been chosen. He's going to be the one going off to Miami, get this free holiday. He's very excited. And Benny has to take the felon. Um, is it to Detroit? He was going to. Was he no, going, no, no, no. Was he no, going to Detroit to get an air? Yeah, I know. I'm somewhere. I heard Detroit. I don't know where, but yeah, he's going up to Canada because no, he's going to testify. Yeah. I don't know where I heard Detroit. He said because at one stage, uh, uh, Ray goes Winnipeg, and then Benny corrects him to a a place in Canada I hadn't heard of before. Mm. But Maybe it sounded more... a bit like Detroit. I don't know. I don't know where I got that from because I was thinking he's going I... to Canada. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So he's going to Canada, taking the felon to. Um, so Winwood or something, I think it might have been. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't think it was that close to Detroit. Mm. I don't know where I got that from. Anyway, go on. That's the hearing going as well. <laughs> God, this is just getting into dithering elbows. <laughs> oh, I don't think it was Detroit, but I think it sounded like Detroit. Maybe it didn't sound like Detroit, though. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the good old days, do you remember? Do you remember when you could hear properly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, We're literally ageing... Before your ears, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure the listeners are going, yeah, six, 600? Did they say there was 600? Yeah, yeah. That's How? gone down a bit this week, hasn't it? Why are you doing like they're on a phone, Michelle? You're doing the mime for a phone as you're saying that? Just because I'm old. That's, that's how it. people communicate, right? Excuse me, due south by southeast. You didn't give a phone number, but I looked it up. You say 600 listeners? I don't believe it. You're talking tripe. Billycock. It's your eye. Your old eyes are seeing double. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Was there an old person calling us to call us old? Yes. It's quite the, uh, the scene you've painted here. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Anyways, there was an episode <laughs> which I think we were trying to talk about. Yeah. But then we we're old and we forget what we're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, so Benny, Should we move on? <laughs> yeah, Benny is taking this felon to go and testify against the baddies. Yeah. Uh, he needs to get there. But he, everywhere he goes, he tells people what he's doing, that he's taking a felon. So he, he calls the airline and he needs to... Yes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you need to give us five days notice. Oh, okay, didn't know that. He, wow, I, I can't believe that all the cars are booked up. I didn't realise... And they mentioned some star I haven't heard of before yeah. and I, I got by the look on your face you had. And it's like, I can't believe that obscure star's birthday... Is so popular and so celebrated in this country that all the cars are booked up. Yes, everywhere he turns, he cannot get transport to take this guy up to Canada. So he takes Ray's car. <laughs> Ray's beloved car. And Ray's like, uh, yeah, going through all... Well, well... Well, right, we're, we're going to play a little clip, aren't we? Oh, by the way, that first clip was called uh, Suck Up Some Walsh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this next clip is one we like to call... A cop, a car, and a Mountie. Aww. He uses top octane fuel, 20 weight oil. Ray, this is silly. How are you going to get to Florida? 
lie. It'll be worth the 600 bucks to get rid of you. Are, are you aware that the gas tank in this particular make of car explodes on impact? You want to ride in the trunk? Ray, you know, I appreciate this offer. I really do. But you have some kind of special bond with this vehicle. Now, I'm not saying I understand it, but I do respect it. Shut up before I change my mind. Now, in the care and operation of this vehicle, there is one thing to remember and hold above all else. Never, I repeat, never use the lighter. Of all the original parts in this car, it was the most difficult to replace. It took me seven years to find that lighter. And since I've owned it, it's never been impressed. Then how do you know it works? I know in my soul. Do not adjust the passenger seat, open up the glove box, or use anything other than the preset radio buttons. I'll take good care of your car, Rick. Don't worry about a thing. Really. One final piece of advice. The man sitting across from you is a friend. Accused. Accused. Do not trust him. Do not talk to him. Do not listen to him. And most of all, do not think of him as a human being. Think of him as a parcel that needs to be delivered, and you'll be okay. Do you understand? I'll do that, Rick. Have a nice trip. Thank you, Ray. Thanks. Bye-bye. Love that. Yeah. It's, it just really... They've already kind of hinted in other episodes how much he loves his car, how much it means to him, how personal it is, yep. how uh, putting them together means so much to him. I love that whole bit. Like I, I've just known people who've done up cars before. That whole thing of the just the lighter... It's, it's the hardest bit to get. Took me years to get it. I've never used it. It's never been depressed. And the whole thing of like, yeah, so how do how do you know it works? I know my soul. <laughs> so even without knowing people who've done cars up, you know about that level of passion. Mm. The amount of cosplayers I've talked to about the care and attention they put into their outfits and the lengths they've gone to find things is just awesome. Yeah, so you know what's going to happen, don't you? <laughs> Well, it's not looking good for the car. It's Let's just say that. Good. Yeah, so and it ends up, you know, Benny straight away takes directions from the firm. And they just end up going around in a circle back to Ray's house. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray's just like, oh, for goodness sake. He gets in the car. He, he, he realises he can't trust them with the car. Yeah. He gets in. He's like, I will drive with you. <laughs> then you can get the bus home and I will drive my car to Miami. So they go on this little um, road trip, the three of them. Obviously, they stop off to pick up Diefenbaker. Yeah, that's really nice. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, look, if I go with you, that'll only add uh, six hours to my journey. Well, six hours and 20 minutes, we've got to pick up Diefenbaker. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so lovely. And the looks, oh, Diefenbaker is acting his little mm. uh, wolfy socks off. Uh, what's the name of the, uh, the, the guy I was going to say? Who played Diefenbaker? The guy. Oh, I can't remember the name of the dog. Okay, you stall. I'm going to look it up. Okay, I will stall. I feel like I want to do a little dance, but that's not really going to help us out very much here. Is that it? would be so helpful on a podcast. You can't believe no, it. No, it wouldn't, would it? Well, I can't believe it would be helpful. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, the but, man who knew too little... Sorry, go on. Yeah, well, you, you were talking. It was rude to talk over people. But Dee from Baker... Can you usually stop you? He's lovely. He's in the back of the car with the felon. And this guy's getting, like, licked on the face by Diefenbaker. And he tries to use Diefenbaker to escape. He even says, oh, you know, you wouldn't want to press this button here and release the um, seatbelt, would you? And you see Diefenbaker's paw go over to the belt and then um, Benny, like, shoots him down. He's like, yes, but he knows what the law is, don't you? And something like that. And he he stops and he doesn't um, press down on the button for the seatbelt. Hold on a minute. What? One of the gangsters in this... 
which we haven't got to yet but the gangsters who are chasing down our boy the lying felon who you know turns good in the end of the episode Ian yeah Ian his name was yeah you should remember uh, that why I don't know it wasn't square or anything um, but one of the guys who played one of the uh, mobsters uh, a man called Dean McDermott who later on in due south I didn't even realise he goes on to play Turnbull who is uh, named after Malcolm Turnbull the Canadian uh, PM but he's uh, Fraser's kind of like dim-witted assistant later on in the series the later series he, yeah one, and he starts off as a Canadian in a Canadian mobster. Yeah. So Turnbull was that mobster. I had no idea. <laughs> wow, the facts keep coming. Yeah, so anyway, that just... I, I, I know I was going to be looking up um, Stephen Baker. Stephen Baker's name, yeah. I'm trying to find out who played Ian as well, because he was really good. He was, he was a very good actor. Uh, Reno Romaro, who also played... And this is really cool. He played Batman... In uh, a series called The Batman from uh, 2004 to 2008, mm. who is Bruce Wayne slash Batman, and uh, the guy who played Batman most famously in animation was Batman the animated series. It's Kevin Conroy, who has got the best <laughs> deep voice, also Canadian. Better than Christian Bale's deep voice. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think Christian Bale kind of like that seemed very borrowed and overemphasized from the it Kevin Conroy deep. one. Because Kevin Conroy was always very good at doing the deep voice without going over the top. But he also gave a really great Bruce Wayne. It was a bit lighter, a bit more fun. And he also played uh, Bruce Wayne in the Arkham games, which I'm sure Gary will have played. Yeah, I think Gary has. Yeah, well, I know he has. I don't know why I said I'm sure he will have, because I know he will. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of backstory on the, uh, the fine actors in this episode. And I was going to look up Stephen Baker. Yeah. What's going on? Why haven't you got there yet? I'm trying to get back to the main page. Oh, come on. Anyway, talk more. Yeah, well, I might move on to the next bit. Um, there was a lovely bit, um, a lovely scene as they were, they were driving off down the road and we saw a little bit of Betty's sense of humour, didn't we? And he, he made a bit of a joke. Diva Baker was played by Draco and Lincoln. I think Ron Lincoln's still at this stage. Lincoln is an actor best known for Due South 2004. Oh, no, no, 1994. Sorry, not 2004. Well, that is and strange. Draco... Uh, an extremely cute Siberian husky, <laughs> Draco was only seven months old when he got the role of Baker in the TV series Due South in brackets, 94, which is when it was made. In February 97, he took over the role. He has brown eyes and is a an average build and size. Has reddish brown overtones in his back. <laughs> he was an energetic, energetic, quick learner, loved by the whole Due South crew, Aww. and was trained by Rick Parker. Salute to Rick Parker, who also did stunts in the show. In the third and fourth season of Due South, which for us was just one series here in the UK. Mm. Draco replaced Lincoln, another Siberian Husky, who was the original Defen Baker because Lincoln was becoming too slow and difficult to work with. Oh, I like that, becoming difficult to work with. Prima Donna dogs, <laughs> we know what that's like. Yeah, we just usher him. Porthos, <laughs> no one asked you. 
Yes, to start the show now. <laughs> Dogs, they can become they can become such divas. Hashtag diva baker. Yeah, hashtag diva. Uh, diva baker. Baker. Yeah, who's really uh, too difficult to work with. Fans love Draco so much that at one point he would receive more fan mail than the other <laughs> cast members. Oh, that's brilliant. So there's your little uh, Diva Baker update. So it's Lincoln we're dealing with here. Yeah. Oh. oh I'm so I just love that the dog in the show gets more fan mail than the people. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty damn strong and has led to quite a few uh, cast members on different things getting none too happy about that. Really? Were they jealous? Really? I don't know if it was on this, but I have heard of it on other shows where people have gone, it's like, what's well, a dog? Why are you giving all the attention to the dog? It's like, I'm an actor here. Have they seen the dogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd ha- I think I heard that Paul Gross got a little bit. Really? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's wow, let's get okay. back into this episode. Uh, that's just a little bit of a Lincoln uh, Diefenbaker yeah. Baker, Baker update. Oh, okay. We'll get back to Benny being funny. I think you really liked the scene where he showed um, his sarcastic side. What was, yes. the, what was the joke that he said? It was like... I know, but he was probably laughing think, alone. He was kind of taking the piss out yeah. of, uh, of Ray. It was something to do with the car, wasn't it? I think it was like, oh, if we get stuck in the snow, I think there's a dog sled or something. Oh, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, if we get stuck in the snow, I've arranged for a dog sled to pick us up. <laughs> yeah, but he was properly laughing at his own joke, wasn't he? Yeah, and it wasn't that... I mean, it was genius because it wasn't that good a joke, but he was just he cracking was, up. Yeah, it was very funny because not often you kind of see him in that way. Exactly, that's what I enjoyed about it. Was, it. it was nice. Oh, I, <laughs> and then we had this whole conversation about, um, you know, not understanding the kilometres. Um, I suppose up in Canada, they um, they do in kilometres. In America, they were doing miles. Yeah, which uh, Americans keep on thinking that we do kilometres. And I'm like, no, we're no, miles. No. We, we do miles yeah. first, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure on that one, so you know. <laughs> this whole thing of um, Benny explaining how to convert it from kilometres into miles and it was this, the way he, he spoke about it sounded very complicated but he tried to make it sound like it was like the easiest thing in the and world they, to do yeah it was like the one sixth one one sixth mile yeah, yeah it was like oh you have to times what? it by bloody bloody blah and oh. but yeah sixth of a mile and then it's easy I mean okay you will be 0.5 of a mile out you know or point. <laughs> Point two of a mile out, but it's not a bad rough gu- <laughs> rough guide. And then you've got a Canadian cop then giving the same advice to the mobsters later. It's like, so if you try that, then it's not a bad r- rule of thumb, eh? Yeah, because I I got that they they were speeding, they were pulled over by the police, and then to defend them now, defend themselves, they're like, oh, I don't know what this is in miles or kilometers or whatever. So he then he goes through the same explanation <laughs> to kind of convert it for them. And, like, oh, oh, it's so nice. Oh, oh they're so nice. Um, I don't know where your notes go next, but we haven't really talked about a lot about Ian, the sort of con man with a heart. No, we haven't yet, no. So he's someone who basically is, uh, just every time he speaks, he lies. Mm. But it's a really nice character because, as always, you've got Ray wanting to just kind of, like, hang him out to dry because he's just a lying con and everything. But Benny, of course, sees the better side of him. And he keeps on talking about, like, you know, he blarneys about everything, but then they go to this uh, little diner, and he's like, 
oh my god I remember when I was a kid and I used to go to the stadium with my dad it's like and uh, the snow was like it was always too cold by the windows and then we'd sit at the same booth and everything and I always persuade my dad to go to this one place because I loved it so much even though it was miles out of the way and while he's talking Benny's going it's like but if the wind yeah. was going from the east and the windows were over there then it wouldn't be cold over there it'd be cold over there and that yeah he, he works it out that it can't be quite right but he knows because he's got nothing to benefit from it that he must be telling the truth but just getting it wrong yeah genius bits of detective work by benny which i love yeah and he also said no no was if i'm you know to get those conditions the diner would have to be at least many miles kind of in that direction and yeah he basically worked out exactly where <laughs> exactly the where the diner be. would be yeah if he was to have ever been to this diner which they didn't know didn't know if he was like benny, benny knew benny knew um yeah but the diner scene was really nice um and this is where though the canadian mob kind of actually catch up with them yes and they come in guns out shooting up the place aiming for uh, this what they say? Guns out, rums out, fun's out. Well, I don't know if it was fun out. Um, but something that um, you picked up on was the music. It was very kind of Blues Brothers when they, they yes. walk up there in their car and they get out. It was very Blues Brothers music. The singer even sounded a bit like Paul Gross. Mm. I don't think it was Paul Gross singing. But yeah, it was uh, because Blues Brothers, as uh, you may remember, where was that set? Chicago? Chicago Alliance. That was a good guess, wasn't it? That was a good so guess. So they, uh, what they call, I believe they call them the Delta Blues there. And it's got, no, is it Delta Blues? It might be Urban Blues. But it was Urban Blues, I'm pretty sure they call it. Uh, which is kind of a modern style of blues, which has got that kind of Chicago feel to the classic blues. And that's what they always wanted to make it. That's what Dan Aykroyd was always buying. And that's what it exactly sounded like. There was a lot of... Um, a harp in it or is it I don't want to get this wrong is that they call it Jew harp I don't know in mouth organ I don't know Ooh. I think they got and if, if I'm wrong I'm just wrong I'm not being insensitive or racist or anything I, I think they call it the Jew harp the mouth organ maybe but anyway they're playing some harp there uh, with the mouth organ uh, and it just sounded so so much like some Blues Brothers stuff it was really cool really and it was nice. good wasn't it and it and I think the music was really good for like the kind of the way they get out of the car, walk in there, start shooting the place up. But I wonder if that was kind of a nod to the Chicago, uh, certainly setting of Due South. Mm. Yeah, and that music been. that was really cool. Could have been. Uh, so where are you at with the notes? Well, I think with notes wise, we're still in the diner, and then the felon Ian he tries to escape from the toilets. Was that still in the diner, or did they move on somewhere else? They might move on somewhere else, but um, yeah. So the fellow he was using the toilet, and and they're outside, and Ray's like banging on the door, like hurry up, you know. Um, of course he's trying to escape. He goes to climb out of the window, doesn't he? At the uh, <laughs> the back of the toilet, <laughs> he climbs pretty much fully out of the window, and there's Deepen Baker on the ground out there barking at him. So he climbs back in the window. <laughs> I really liked that scene. <laughs> Because I felt like it wasn't kind of set up by Benny. It was just something that Diefenbaker did. That was the impression that I got. It was just Diefenbaker just thinking, 
he's going to climb out the back, I'm going to go around him and stop him. There are so many lovely Diefenbaker yeah. moments in this episode. There's one bit where they're by the roadside and they're all doing their best to hitchhike and yeah. Diefenbaker's just watching going, have they got a car yet? <laughs> and it's That's just so, in him. again, so <laughs> expressive the way these Huskies do it. Like, both Lincoln and Draco, both wonderful actors, even if they're difficult to work with, they're worth it. That's what we find out. They're worth it. Do you it. think with all the fan mail that they're, you know, his head was just getting really big and he was demanding a bigger trailer, more Well, of course, biscuits. but, you know, the best can be hard to work with, but they put in these performances and they go, oh, you're difficult. Oh, you're worth but it. You're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Get me the dog rumour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. I'm just going to piss alongside it first. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just, they're so good. But um, what was the other scene that, that uh, sorry, if I've described <laughs> myself, there's another scene that Stephen uh, Baker was in, which was really good. I don't know, like you say, there's, there's been a few. Oh yeah, that was it, when they're in the car and the fan Ian is trying to persuade him to undo the calves. Yeah. And Stephen Baker's about to do it and then Benny goes, uh, uh, Wolves, they're really intelligent. They know that felons have to, you know, can't be released when they're not meant to be. And Stephen Baker sort of gives this like kind of like little look away, like yeah, all right, Dad. Yeah. He's just about to open the cuffs with his paws, and he stops when, I've already when he says that. About it. I just say it's really good. I like it. He is very good. Yeah, why are you doing a? You, you did a little point there, which the, the people listening can't see. This is why we need to go on YouTube. Do we really? Though? No, we don't. No, yeah. we don't. We do not need. I to would be love seen. to see one Facebook Live episode just for the crack, but that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe not. So a tracking device is put on the car when these um, mobsters, um, once they've tracked them down at the diner, they actually put a tracking device on Ray's car. Which at that time, obviously the guys don't know about. And so they, they, there's a little bit of a chase, isn't there? They kind of, they drive off as a bit of a chase, but they manage to lose the mobsters and then they get stuck in the mud. Which is quite a funny scene. Poor Ray, he loses his shoe. And then the felon ends up driving the car to help them get out of the mud. And of course he's not going to stop. He's got Ray handcuffed to him. Poor Ray is running yeah. along next to the car Benny's like running along like trying to catch a car which he kind of does doesn't he, he manages to grab hold of the end of the car which is when he sees the tracking device that's been put in oh and there is a lovely bit where uh, Benny goes to rescue like finds Ray's shoe pulls it out and realises that it would be really useful to use it as uh, something to wedge to get the wheel yes. out of the mud and he like looks again like as if he's going to say something and then he, he puts looks the at shoe it, he's like I could use that and puts the shoe back in <laughs> and it's only later on when him and Ray are walking back and he's going to say oh sorry you, you finish your bit then I'll say that bit no that's why you carry on well because they well you need to say that when they were getting the car it does get out of the mud they're driving the guy Ian drives away did you already say that? yeah yeah I said that and then oh, yeah. like, Ray's so just handcuffed like, so he's running yeah. along next to the car and Ray is forced to undo the handcuff and then he's going right Ray goes right let's go back and find my shoe but he's like uh, about your shoe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's just lost his car he's got to explain he just used his shoe to get it out of the mud yeah but it was out <laughs> that's yeah. what they wanted it was out 
Well, of course, the kid then has to try and find somewhere to go. Yeah. And and he, he he's run out of options, and so he has to go back somewhere which he remembers fondly. I think we have a little clip. I think we might. This is a clip we like to call um, a man with no future and a, a cop with no car. I have to remember the name myself. <laughs> None. This man stole something from me that is almost irreplaceable. Easily identifiable, which means he can't use the freeways. He knows Brock is after him. He has to assume we'll have put out an APB. So his only option is to find some place to hide until dusk and then travel at night. Well, that narrows down to search every barn, garage, or haystack in the greater Michigan area. Every barn has a farmer, Ray, and every garage has an owner. Without time and friends, it's not that easy to find some place to hide. He's wanted on both sides of the border by both sides of the law. He's got nowhere to run. He gets it, I'll kill him. My father said something that's always stuck with me, Ray. Your father never shut up, did he? He said a man with no future will always run to his past. And when did this come up, Fraser? Were you sitting around at breakfast when he came up with these things? Or did he come running into your room and just blurt them out? Right. There's no need to be sarcastic. No, I'm just curious. How did he work these things into everyday conversation? Did he say, son, did you see the size of that moose? And by the way, a man with no future will always run to his past. Ray. I'm sorry about your shoe. I thought you didn't want it anymore. You know what my father used to say? A man without a car is nothing. And I don't want to be nothing anymore, Fraser. It's hard on my socks. I love the sorry which he puts in yeah, there as well. Sorry. I mean, he is Paul Gross is Canadian. He's sorry, and I don't think he was putting that on. Sometimes, like even though I know there are stereotypes which we will get into about Canada mm-hmm. in a bit, but there's stereotypes about England, which or Britain, which I'll sometimes hear on American TV and go, we don't speak like that. But even then, there are examples of people who do speak so ridiculously Britishly. When I hear them, I'm going, oh, you're the reason they do that. On TV, they they (laughs) act as if we all talk like you. Oh, yeah, that happens. Uh, Shall I go straight into the other clip? Um, Before you do, I think we should mention Rhonda. So they're oh, hitchhiking, Rhonda, yeah. you know, they've got no car and they're trying to think how we can oh, no, get there. Oh no, we've a few clips away, don't worry, I'm, yeah. I'm not going on to that bit anyway. So they're, they're hitchhiking, they're trying to get a lift and this woman pulls up and I guess they're trying to make her look like a loose woman and she's all in leopard print. Aren't all women loose women? <laughs> no, uh, only women in leopard print apparently. Yeah. And yeah, she, she, she pulls up and she asks if they want a lift but she's only really speaking to, to Benny. Yeah, yeah. And Ray's like, yeah, we want a lift. Not you. Do you want a lift? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sort of travelling together. Oh, that's too bad. I'll ditch him. <laughs> yeah, do you want to ditch him? Oh. Yeah, and then she's heading to Miami, which, you know, funny enough, that's where um, Paul Ray was heading. Um, yeah, and then she's like, if you're ever in Miami, just ask for Rhonda. Like, Miami is a relatively big place, isn't it? Which I was commenting on when then uh, the... You know, when then Benny says, once she pulls off, uh, yeah, isn't that quite a big area? How am I going to find her? <laughs> and Ray's like, oh, you just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bless him. <laughs> so innocent. And then they get another car pull over. And, this, the, 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 and it's during these scenes where 
Stephen Baker is just waiting by the side of the road going, he's like, when are you going to actually pick a car? Yeah, not helping at all. You no. know, if there's a cute dog, maybe someone would stop. But no, he's just laying down, waiting for them to do the work, pull someone over. Because first of all, Ray goes out into the middle of the road, like holding up his police badge, like some speeding car's going to be able to see it, thinking maybe that will stop one. He has to jump out of the way of a car. This poor thing's trying to save something. Yeah, yeah, we're not supposed to be for you. Why would we do anything but look cute? That's what we do, and then you feed us. You are the real servants. When we rise up, Porthos! Porthos! Oh, he's saying, yes, yeah, sorry, I wasn't meant to tell you about the manifesto right now. <laughs> okay, right, you go back to sleep. Oh, you're just so cute. Isn't he cute? He is, he just... Uh, you can get away with anything. He's now using my sunglasses for a bit of a nap. <laughs> You can do no wrong. <laughs> that was a hashtag pause for Porthos. <laughs> the latest character in this podcast. You need a little jingle for that. <laughs> you think, yeah, pause for Porthos. <laughs> you think people who have been listening so far are going, Jesus Christ, even for this podcast, they've jumped the reservation. No. Uh, but yeah, anyway, then, then this other couple pull over, which is the best thing ever. Oh, no, no, sorry, that's the wrong clip. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I played the wrong clip there. Oh. Let me... All right, jeez, one <laughs> wrong clip. Yes, this is a clip we like to call The Average Canadians. Hey, you folks stranded, eh? Canadian? Go on, eh? How'd you know? Now, we're officers of the law, sir, and we're pursuing an escaped perjurer. We very much appreciate that. Hey, well, hop on in. Thank you kindly. Now, uh, by the way, I did write off to Johnny Whitechurch and I said, this is pretty much how all of you speak, isn't it? It's standard, yeah. Um, we haven't had the answer yet, so I might play that in a second. But here is the second clip of those same Canadians, <laughs> just because we love them. Look, I mean, in the same way, I'm sure Canadians, Americans, anyone else who's listening from around the world must love it when you hear someone going, tip, tip, pip, ho, Mary Poppins, and just think, wow, that's delightful. That's how they all speak. Like when you watch an old James Bond film and you get a ridiculously British sounding person, sounds nothing like we sound. We love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm sure the rest of the world loves that particularly more than we do. Uh, but anyway, here's another clip of, of the Canadians. A bit more candor, eh? This clip. Eh? Eh? Look at that. More stranded motorists with guns. Glory, buddy, glory! America's just getting more violent all the time. Age television, eh? That's why I like our fine Canadian programming. I like fine Canadian programming. I think that's a nod to yourself. Mm. And it's well there, fine Canadian programming. No. Oh, but they, that couple, <laughs> they are adorbs. I wouldn't usually use that phrase, but I think they've earned it. Adorbs. Not that's a phrase that should ever be used. By the way, we sent a couple messages to Johnny Whitetrash. Yeah. I, I, this, 
this one might be applied to me sending him I sent him that clip of the Canadian so Johnny what you got to say oh go on eh take off <laughs> I don't have an accent you have an accent That's Johnny Orange Rush. <laughs> Although, when I was recreating it, that was pretty pitch perfect. Yeah. That sounded... It didn't sound too forced. That's all I'm going to say. It sounded pretty natural, Johnny. We believe that is how you talk normally. By the way, actually, let's just reply to it while we're here. <laughs> uh, let's just... Uh, Johnny White Trash. Okay, Johnny, we played your response for the podcast. Uh, have you got anything to say to the fine due south by southeast listeners while you're here, my friend? Mm. Okay, Johnny, we played your response for the podcast. Uh, have you got anything to say to the fine due south by southeast listeners while you're here, my friend? Oh, we missed out your A, unfortunately. You have to get your A in quicker. Johnny will only hear that A when he listens back to this episode if he does. Uh, when he does yeah what are you saying he's got nothing better to do that's pretty insulting <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry back to your notes notes oh yeah there have you got many more well actually there's another scene to play yeah there is but I didn't know if you had any more notes first not really so the Canadian so this is becoming clips from the show now <laughs> there was a lot of clips this time so well, some good stuff the lovely Canadian couple so they dropped Benny um, Ray and the felon off at the other diner, no, they dropped Ray and Benny off to look for the Oh, pattern. by the way, I do oh. love that line. Um, oh, my. It's some more uh, American... Uh, oh. Uh, oh, God, I have forgot the line. Yeah, I've written it down. It's more Americans with firearms in need of a lift. Yeah, because Ray, you know, when they stop for Ray and Benny, Ray's, like, got his gun out and he's like... Yeah. No one's going to stop They're so casual about it. Like, it's almost like they're more worried... They're more worried for the uh, motorists who've broken down. Like, the fact they've got guns is just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they're from Canada and they just assume this is what Americans are like. Yeah. They're every... <laughs> Every American's just stood around with their guns out. Mind you, with some of your picks from American of the Week, it sounds like you think that too. What do you mean my Americans of the Week? I, I haven't said anything yet. No. You don't know who my American is. I didn't this mean week. this week. I mean generally uh, your picks for American of the Week. You might be surprised by mine this I'm week. I'm just saying they're not always coming around to you to Americans. No, they're not. No, they're not. But we'll see this week. Okay. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So the, the so the they're at the diner. They've, they've got to the actual diner. This some um, guy remembers uh, going to with his dad when he was a kid, and there's a really really lovely clip with Benny and this felon Ian, which I think we have the clip for. What do you mean the clip we like to call liar's lament? Mm-hmm. Kind of running up to the uh, pet. I didn't even see anything. I'm sorry. In the alley. I was in my apartment. I just didn't look out my window. Didn't see anything. Didn't hear anything. But you told the police you did. I was looking for witnesses. I was there when it happened, so they said I must have seen something. I couldn't help myself. I thought I'd, I'd stash something valuable here, you know, some uh, money, some jewelry. Look at this junk. 
travel for hours to get here. He said maybe two weeks to me. Then we get here and he'd give me some money and tell me he'd be back. He left me here for hours, sometimes overnight. You know, the only reason that he took me was so that my mother wouldn't know he was cheating on her. And she would always ask me what we did and where we went, and he would tell me what to say. Now, she had to be the most gullible person in the world. I mean, I could have told her that we went to the moon, and she would have believed me. Not too bright. She thought I was going to be somebody. I think that she would be proud. What do you think? Is that why you said you'd seen the murder? To be somebody? Look, I'm just telling you an amusing anecdote. This is a very, very sad story, my friend. Hoping maybe you would feel sorry for me and let me go. You do have to appreciate the irony of the situation. I mean, I tell a lie and say that I saw Danny the Bull do it, and I go free. I tell the truth, and I saw absolutely nothing. And they're never going to believe me. I'll go to jail for perjury. That's the story of my life. Aww. Yeah, it's such a sweet scene. And you know what? It reminds me of a Marlon Brando film, On the Waterfront. Have you ever seen this film? No, I haven't. Really great black and white film. Same as a boxer. Uh... If you watch it, I think a lot of the kind of tropes from it are borrowed from for Rocky, uh, the classic boxing film, Slice Alone. It's one scene where basically this, this kid's been paid off, like, you know, Marlon Brando's just a young kid in it, and he's been paid off to throw fights, and he's talking to this, I think he's talking to the guy who's paid him off. He goes, uh, I could have been somebody, I could have been contender. Instead of a bum, a no good bum, which what I am, let's face it. And he talks about that, and that's the way this mm. kid is talking. And he is, he's so good in this. Really? I, I, yeah, this performance is great. And that, that just, having him being so jokey and so, um, yeah, always out to game the system throughout the whole episode. And then he gives this really emotional speech. When he talks about his dad, leave him there overnight. By the way, how much money did he did he leave him some money for a room? Did they have rooms at this? Or is he just leaving him there a diner and trusting that the guys who run the diner will take him home? Unless he was having an affair with someone that worked at the diner. Yeah, it's not really explained. I know, so. just trying to work out how that works. Mm. Um but yeah, it's uh it's a really I think quite powerful moment, really. It is, it really is. Um it's a real turning point for him. I think one. I like the fact that he was always quite likable, even even before this. He was quite jolly and fun, coming out with silly things all the time. Yeah. He wasn't one of these felons that you didn't like. He was very likable. And then you hear his backstory, and you just feel sorry for him. Bless you, you just want to give him a hug. Well, and this all leads to the roundup of the episode, where you've got mm. uh, the uh, mobsters surround the the diner they're in. Yeah. Uh, beautifully shot by the way the the snow starts falling which I don't know how much is just what happened while they were there filming or how much they planned it snow's falling 
you look in the background it's so stark it shows how like you know there's just yeah, uh, farmland for, for as far as the eye can see so it just gives you this feeling of how desolate they are and how mm. no help is coming mm. like it's only them there and that moment and you know it's weirdly emotional but you buy into the passion that Ray's got for the car to the point where you know that the only option uh, Ray Benny talks about uh, oh well when I was looking through your manual you open the manual it's like yeah, I only only for three seconds, and he'd like flick through and read the whole, the whole book. Whole thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and that, which is great in of itself. He's, got, he's saying that he's looked up and seen that the fuel tank's very close to the uh, exhaust, which is something that Ian the felon says early on in the episode. Yeah. So it just shows some of his knew lies that are about true. About these um, cars, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so the only option to get out of there is. First of all, to trust the felon to go outside with the mobsters yeah. and to talk them and distract them, but also to fire into the uh, fuel tank and get the car to explode. Because they have one bullet left. Yeah. One bullet to get out of this situation. <laughs> and without kind of like peeking forward too much, like it also leads to uh, another, like some other stuff in another episode where uh, he's trying to track down a similar car or the same make of car. I, it's just so sweet mm. so well done and um, oh yeah to have Ray's car as the gut punch at the end yeah. of this episode is just so well done you feel really bad for him don't you it's like you know he has to do this he, to get out of this situation he has to blow up his beloved car and one of the things I really really liked about the scene is they're showing Ray like holding the gun looking at the car and he's he's delaying and delaying and you think you have to do it you have to do it and they're showing like the felon he kind of like jumps and rolls because he, he's waiting for this explosion to happen and at first it doesn't and Benny's looking at him you even have a moment where Diefenbaker they show Diefenbaker just like staring at Ray don't they <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like they even bring the dog into the wolf just call him a wolf keep calling him a dog He's a wolf, man. Racist. Porthos. <laughs> Jeez. All right, calm down. <laughs> Even, Even at the rum. <laughs> Move that over a bit. Yeah, goodness. I didn't realise he was looking after the bottle there. Blimey, mm. it's probably, is there any left? No. A little bit. Give <laughs> some more of your thoughts. Yeah. I just, I just love that. It's like, they didn't leave Diefenbaker. There was no need for them to really show the wolf looking at him. Porthos, no. But it shows that what an important part of the cast Deepen Baker really was. Yep, Lincoln, a great actor. Link, yeah, you know, and this is why he got a lot of fan mail. This is why people were getting jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were jealous of his acting talents. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Some of them were grossly jealous. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm calling him out. Ouch. So Ray does it, though. He does it in the end. He... He shoots the car. Sacrifices his own vehicle, his own happiness for the case. Yeah. Yeah. He does it. The car explodes. That's it. The car's gone. Yeah. And uh, and then in the end, they hand over the uh, felon Ian to the uh, local police yeah. to take. And just a classic end bit where... Not only are the police circling around because they asked the conflict, like they go, I don't even know which, which way to go from here. He goes, oh, cool. I know a good route. And you see him circling around. <laughs> circling. 
And in the meantime, uh, Ray's gone to the uh, felon, the other felons, the mobsters who they've now got in their charge. Right, everyone with their thumbs out, like yeah, Dan Chike. Because they can't get hold of a car because of Horse Day or something like that in Canada, <laughs> which obviously is what the Canadians have made up so yeah. they can't hire a car. There's all of them, all just stood in the road. like They've got the handcuffs on as well and they're still try, like, trying to put a thumb up, aren't they? It's, it was a really good scene. And then all of a sudden the car come, the police car comes back the other way. Oh, I've got it this time. <laughs> Not only do you do a nice uh, Ellen scene at the beginning, but also she gets to go on the holiday in the end. Yes, she gets to go to Miami. Nice. Yeah. Good for her. So a cracking episode, it a lot was... of fun. I'd say it's good. Uh, this isn't an insult. I mean this very positive way. It's good stock juice. Yeah. It's not one of your favourites. It's it's well above average, I would mm. say, even by juice South standards. Yeah. So it's kind of somewhere between middling to best. So let's do a rating first okay. this week, just because I happen to have chanced onto it. I'm going to say, for those reasons, 7 out of 10. I was going to give it 7 out of 10 as well. Boom. Yeah. Unity as well. Even better. You might have to drink out your drink before you I pick might, it up. I can't pick that up now. Was there's no point just putting a little bit back, was there? Yeah, that's of the um, Pepsi <laughs> Max. She hasn't just filled it to the brim Not with the rum. Not the rum. Yeah, just top it up with the rum. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should have. <laughs> <did you, laughs> you know, we both got to be up at like six tomorrow morning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There is that. So on to the business of our most. Well, shall we just get out of the way? The most Canadian of the week. It's got to be, well, because I kind of want to say couple, because I don't know if we're going to split it and go like... Oh, rich. Canadian couple. No, Canadian couple. couple. They, yeah, they get... A, yeah. They were great. They, they were great. They were fantastic. We was, loved them. Originally, I was going to go for like the mobsters, like one of the mobsters, because they're Canadian. I thought, oh, this is easy. But then the lovely, lovely Canadian couple came along. Perfect. Yeah, they were, they were genius. Yeah, so, so far and away, they're hands down. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's go Diefenbaker moment Ooh. of the week next. There's a lot of good contenders yeah. here, but I think it is when the uh, the guy comes out and he's Wayne. Yeah, out the toilet there. as well. Yeah, see, that's what I was going to go for. Classic bit that, of deep on, on the job. Classic. That was classic. That was classic by me too. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was very classic. That, that was mine too. That, yeah, that was good. So most American of the week. I'm going to go for the elderly waitress in the diner. Okay, which I did think was a bit convenient though. Because you had this elderly waitress who was just the right age to be able to say, well, we never sold pancakes. Yeah. Which only she'd know from being that... Being there that Obviously, being years. that old that she's been there for so long. Yeah. It's a little convenient. It's but, convenient yeah. for the story, but for me, just seeing her there, it's such an iconic image of, of America. Seeing, you know, the diners, the... You know, the... The old um, waitresses. <laughs> maybe not the elderly waitress, but... The, the outfits, the old-fashioned outfits they wear, for me, that's such an iconic American thing Yeah. that I thought, I have to pick her as my American of the week. Um, and the most Jewish of the week. Jewish? <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, me and you those and glasses. glasses. <laughs> uh, no, is that all the categories we've got? So, Canadian, yeah. American, done the rating, Stephen Baker man of the week. Yeah, I think that's a lot. We done. We done. So, a nice episode. Uh, what we got up next week, Michelle? can't remember what the episode's called. Neither can I. <laughs> uh, I know... Oh, God. Yeah, because I think we now start ramping up. 
think we've got a few more episodes on this disc. The next disc is the last episode from... It's <laughs> so bloody distracting. <laughs> Michelle is now trying to... She looks like she's getting ready to kiss it. She's going towards the drink on the table. Oh, I, I didn't give my most Canadian. That's what... Uh, most oh, yeah, American, most American. Yeah, yeah. My most American is Ian. Okay. Because he, he now I know because mm. the most American doesn't have to be American. The most Canadian doesn't have to be Canadian. Mm. Just has to be someone who exemplifies that country in their attitudes and spirits. Because sometimes we don't get Do Canadians. Is American? No. Oh God, that's what you think, Michelle. Yes, but for me, I think someone who is maybe seduced by lying occasionally. But then, in the end, knows his heart, where it lies, telling the truth and doing the right thing. That's what I like to think the story of America is. I know you think of it more cynically, <laughs> Michelle, but for me, that's it. Look, I think of it as old ladies working as waitresses. Yeah. That's what I think. And that's about the best they can achieve these days. Anyway. Uh, well, that's just, yeah. Anyway, but I, I like to think, yeah, America will always tend towards good and truth and right at the end of the day right on it's like for me at the risk of going against Trump which you know I'd hate to do oh, come on you wouldn't you I'd wouldn't. hate to do that but no. for me this is why the American flag is so strong much like the British and Canadian for that matter it is so strong you can burn it and you will only make it a stronger symbol for which it stands Ooh. if you burn the American flag it stands for freedoms, including that freedom to burn the American flag. So you strengthen the American flag every time you burn it. Think on that one. All right, I shall think on. So welcome to the Squee Gets Preachy <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everyone's going, geez, can you just drink some more rum and be fun again? You're not drinking enough rum this week, come on. Fuck, what, a, it's this the lecturer? <laughs> like the Jew self lectures? So, Morpho's back, that's what they're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Ichi's, Ooh, um, mm, no Porthos, dog's wool. Woo. So until next week, I've been Detective Scree with me as has been producer Porthos. And Mountie Michelle. Eh? And, and maybe, maybe Porthos will be back another week. Maybe not. We'll see if Dotty will let him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they, oh, geez, they do work far too well together, I do worry. Yeah. And we've got no word back from Johnny at the moment. So maybe next week. Yeah. But until next week, Michelle, say they're to Compass, which way would they keep it pointed? I guess due south by southeast. A. Johnny White Trash for Prime Minister.